0: back with our first episode of the year and in this one we're going to be talking about a lot of movies from 2021 so there's going to be a a few spoilers peppered around here and there we definitely spoil spider-man no way home so just do not listen to that so if you if you want to listen to the show going to put timestamps in the description otherwise don't listen at all switch off come back once you've seen it we don't talk about it for too long but a couple of major reveals we do spoil Avengers Endgame and that is obviously a much older movie it has got nothing to do with 2021 but again if you haven't seen it we're going to spoil it. We talk a little bit about Matrix Resurrections. We do not spoil that. I wouldn't consider anything we say to be spoilers but to be super super careful if you haven't seen it and you are really really excited again skip that. Obviously we're going to spoil Psycho Gorman and Nobody. So welcome back and enjoy the show. another episode of the twin picks podcast my name is dan
1: my name's Nicole.
0: and this is a brand new year of podcasts our very first episode of the year 2022 happy this is going to be our
1: year.
0: it's too late you can't it's it's too late oh. it's t- you can't say happy new year now <laughs> it's like by the time this comes out it's like the 17th of january <laughs> and if you're listening to this in like july they be like what the fuck are you going on about <laughs> happy new year Happy New Year, guys.
1: You've
0: got to say it. <laughs> but it is too late. Brand new year of podcasts. It's our best of 2021 episode. We're going to be discussing Nobody and Psycho Goreman. Then we'll announce the theme for the next couple of shows. And the final section is Stitch Up, where one of us has to watch a terrible movie. Ooh. Last time, the... Uh, was it listeners or it was a Wheel of Fortune, no, it, last time? it was
1: a Wheel of Fortune,
0: Yeah, you lost on the wheel of fortune or the wheel of misfortune and you had to watch the cat from outer space after your alert, whatever that noise is going on in the background. Uh, Better answer that call.
1: Come on, mum and dad, answer that fucking call. 4291,
0: you were worried about the grandfather clock. It's the fucking telephone I'm more worried about. In 10 minutes time, the grandfather clock will also be going there. (laughs) It's going
1: to say it's quarter past nine in the morning in Australia. (laughs)
0: The time sponsored by Accurist, is 10.04. Um, <laughs> but before all that, um, <laughs> anything goes. How you been?
1: I've been all right. I um, I got my eyes lasered so I can yeah. see without glasses now. I might I need gonna to get say, reading
0: glasses. I was yeah, going to say well, a long time no see, but it felt a little <laughs> bit intensive.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen you since last year. Oh, typical, typical joke. Yeah, so I got my eyes lasered, so I can see without using. I might, yeah, I might need to get reading glasses depending because my eyesight is slowly progressing in within this next month. So I might need just glasses for the screen since uh, I work fifty hours a week staring at a screen. I was just so over, like, you know, waking up in the morning and not being able to see anything. And like, I couldn't see anything like maybe 10 centimeters in front of my face. Where some, mm. like, some of my mates who've got glasses, they're like, no, nah, I wouldn't get surgery. I go, yeah, if your eyes weren't as bad as mine, you probably yeah. would. I was just over it. Couldn't go to the beach and, you know, take my glasses off and see, you know, where I put my shit last time without my glasses on and yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah.
0: Nice little Christmas present to yourself then, laser eye yeah. surgery. Merry Christmas, Nicole.
1: Yeah. It's, it was totally worth it. It was funny. I, like I left surgery and my sister-in-law had to drive me home. I was like, I can read what's on that building. And like <laughs> they're actually stars and – she goes, how bad were your eyes? You could see like, the
0: stars before.
1: No. <laughs> you no, know, no, like we drove past this building, like Queen Victoria Market. I, it must have been Christmas decorations. They had like these Christmas stars. And if I had my glasses off, it right. would have just been a haze <laughs> of gold. I was like, oh, yeah, there's like three stars there. And that building says, you know, level 42, blah, blah, blah. And she'd be like, shit, you're, how bad were your eyes? I'm like they were, they were bad. Like honestly, could not see your face. So Um,
0: I guess it's a bit of a trade-off though because the one side of it is you can now see people's faces but also now you can see people's faces.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So uh, not quite 4K vision just yet but it's going to get to 4K vision and I'm going to be like, oh, so this is what I've been missing out on Mm. or have I been missing out on. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's over and I'm glad that recovery is going all right, mate
1: yeah cheers what about you what how was your christmas and new year's
0: good to relax i needed it it was it was a long time coming i was desperate to be horizontal for two weeks and that's exactly what i did i just sat down and watched a load of movies mate i just didn't want to go on social media too much and just watched a load of youtube videos ate a load of food yeah it was good man but it feels like a long time ago now that's the Mm. only problem I guess I it mean, is. By the time this episode comes out in mid January, yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, ago.
1: That's true. I was like, news was technically like a week ago as of recording. Yeah, I was. Oh no, I wasn't severely hungover. I I <laughs> it's got not to what the you point, said
0: earlier.
1: <laughs> well, no, I didn't say I was hungover. I said I drank no, a but... lot of alcohol. Yeah. I know when I've drank a lot. I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I need to." I know when to stop, and then I start drinking lots of water. Um, and then I, I messaged, I sent a bunch of voice message
0: recordings to
1: some of my friends.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one thing you don't do when you've been drinking. You send well, voice well,
1: I said, I think I just sent you a text message, which probably didn't make any sense. What um, me? Yeah, I sent you a happy Did new you- year's. Message, which I think you responded like three or four days afterwards. <laughs> I sent, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I sent like my best friend, um, like a few of my really good friends messages, and then I I went to go message someone a few days later, and I messaged one of my mates who I went to film school with, and I was like, oh, what did I say to them? <laughs> and I, I literally just said Happy New Year because he also invited no, me fun. to his place, I was like, oh, thank God, I was like. Hopefully, I have not messaged any other any other person, but yeah. And then we we did task. We did like a my friends did Taskmaster on hmm. New Year's Eve, which was so much fun. And I've just started watching um, series. I think I'm on series two of Taskmaster now. I really love it. I love Greg Davies. He's he's really funny. Um,
0: um, I've never seen Taskmaster. I've heard it really talked about a lot. It's I know good. the pilot season it's talk about it a lot actually on their podcast, mm, but
1: yeah, they do. Yeah, not seen it. So you've you've said that you've been horizontal this whole time. What have you been mm. watching?
0: I uh, reached three hundred and seven movies last what? year. That was my count for the year. Wow. So um, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I, I managed three more than one a day last year. I got more than three hundred and sixty-five. I forget mm. the final count. Sarah did like four hundred and something.
1: I know. Uh, <laughs> Every time I listen to her, I listen to the um, mini so, she's like, yep, I've watched this many films." I'm like, <laughs> "I know. What are you doing? I mean, Sarah just goes. She goes home after work, and that's her thing. She puts a DVD on or like a. Well,
0: film. not always. It's she just watches just- TV shows as well. Like, uh, but the thing is, I think she watched because there's such an onus on the movie count. She was, yeah. like I was doing the year prior, just banging in movies yeah, right. just because it was another one to, to add to the list. Yeah, right. Um, God, 400, that's a lot. I know. One of those movies was Garbage Power Kids. Let's not forget, yeah. let's not forget that. <laughs> um, I know, man, oh, yeah. it's a lot of movies. But I, I made it to 307, so that's still a lot of movies. <laughs> like, I, think any, I don't think well, regular ac- people watch 300 movies in a year. Ac- I don't like people with actual lives.
1: Lo- According to my letterbox, I think I only watch like – well, it's definitely less than what my letterbox list is saying, but it was like – is it 130? I think I've watched more yeah. than that technically, but still nowhere near the 300 mark. I probably watch more TV episodes than movies.
0: Why don't you say something that you've watched Why I nervously scramble for my list of movies uh, that I watched?
1: Well <laughs> – my list of films, there's probably maybe 15 or so. So I'll start, I'll start from the start. Okay. So I watch Knit Room, The Unforgivable, Queen Pins, Jungle Cruise, Love Hard, Tick, Tick, Boom, The Square, Russell Howard, Lubricant, West Side Story, <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man in No Way Home, Jack Frost, Cat from the Outer Space, obviously, Don't Look Up, Encardo. The Last Duel, Avengers Endgame, The Lost Daughter, Coda, Land, and then Psycho
0: Gorman. Okay. So I have many questions. So you watched Avengers Endgame. Have you seen Avengers Infinity War? No. <laughs> why have you, why are you watching Endgame if you haven't seen Infinity War? Did you know what was going on?
1: Uh kind of. <laughs> so, so New Year's Day, right, I was about to leave um, my mate's house. Oh, quarter cool, past ten. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to leave and they're like, no, no, we're going to watch Endgame. And I was like, oh, I don't think I've watched the previous one. They're like, no, no, oh, you should be all so. right.
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I understood.
1: I understood. I knew, I knew at least two people that were going to not make it in this film and it was only those two people that didn't make it in the film. So I was just like, oh, so I kind of mm. knew... What was going
0: to happen? Yeah, because um, you, you watched it three years after it came out.
1: Three years? No, two it's been years. out longer than... Uh, uh, what, did it come out 2019?
0: No, three years. Yeah, it came out in 2019.
1: Oh. Yeah, two go. and a half.
0: Two and a half. Two, two, I mean, two, I... two it doesn't matter. It was a significant <laughs> amount of time. And it's surprising to me because yeah. like, I, I feel like if I'd have gone in watching that dry, I wouldn't have had a fucking clue what was going on. Like, no, who, kinda, like who's what and where is Spider-Man now? And yeah, spoilers for Avengers true. Endgame if you haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. Like I knew Stark wasn't gonna make it. And then I think last year there was an interview with Scarlett Johansson and yeah. Chris Evans, and they mentioned it then. I was like, no, why did they spoil <laughs> why did they spoil the other person that dies? I was like, okay, well, at least I know that now. And then yeah. saw it all happen. I, I I got I got a bit teary at the end. A bit sad.
0: Did you? What yeah. a, a Tony Stark dying.
1: Yeah, and then also some of my mates in the room were like, they're like, stop it! I'm not crying. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe it was just me, only with three hours sleep. It just even got me more emotional <laughs> than what I should have. I
0: don't know. Maybe that played a factor, uh, but like I think that's kind of testament to like I'm obviously a huge <laughs> Marvel fan. And I love Endgame yeah. and I had so much fun mm. with that movie yeah, at the I mean, cinema.
1: Like,
0: it, I enjoyed it. I, I mm. laughed and, yeah, I just shed a few tears more than once. It played with my emotions a lot. But it's interesting, like, as a, someone who's more of a casual Marvel. Mm.
1: No. And also, right, so let's let's go on to Spider-Man. The last Spider-Man that I'd watched was the Tobey Maguire ones and I don't think it was, like, even his last one. So... I went in – well, first of all, I watched West Side Story just like maybe two, three hours beforehand. Hardly anyone mm. in the cinema for that film. Went to Spider-Man. I've had not been to a cinema so packed in my life since COVID. I loved everyone's reaction when, you know, Andrew Garfield and then Tobey Maguire comes oh. in. The whole crowd was like, Ooh. Like losing the absolute shit.
0: I'm going to have to insert, um, I'm going to have to, after we've recorded, I'm going to have to record a little thing of me saying there's a spoiler coming up for Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> uh, not Homecoming, just um, <laughs> No Way Home. No Way Home. But there were there were moments in that film where like I, I could have wept. Like when, again, spoilers oh, for, for No Way Home, when Daredevil <laughs> appeared on screen, like I looked at Sarah like I, I could die now. And I'd be happy, like knowing that Daredevil is in the MCU. Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Oh, mate! Yeah. I just almost, I almost destroyed the seat in front of me. And I'm not going to say <laughs> why. It was, I was so happy seeing it all come together. It it really nailed it for me.
1: Yeah, I should go back and watch. Um, I probably. I feel like I've seen the Tobey Maguire one, so yeah. I mean, I could I could go back and watch those, but definitely watch the Andrew Garfield and then the I haven't seen, this was my first Tom Holland film that I've ever seen.
0: This was, I you've not any, have you, You've not seen any Spider-Man films <laughs> with Tom Holland in.
1: I no, this was my first one. Oh, Homecoming's you know
0: really good. I I think you might enjoy yeah. enjoy Homecoming. Yeah, I think you might like that one. Yeah, You've not seen The Lost City of Zed? I think he's in that. You've seen The Impossible, mm. haven't you? The, the the tsunami one with and McGregor and the is it Nicole Kidman?
1: Oh, no, I haven't seen that yet.
0: Okay. Tom neither. To. He's in that. Like he's in that. He's like 10 or something in that. It's, it's weird because yeah, right. he's got the same face, but he's just a little body. Oh, it's quite strange. Cute. Yeah. Don't Look Up. You watched Don't Look Up? Yeah. Mm. I watched
1: it yeah yeah i think maybe boxing day i would have watched that film what do you think of it loved it yeah same
0: adored it i thought it was hilarious i was wetting myself laughing at some of the stuff in it because it was so mm. absurd like i i keep films like that and and satire satires of that nature i always think of idiocracy and might judge film and it's so absurd but yet believable at the same time and it's kind of scary in a way but very funny. I enjoyed every minute mm. of it, and it was a long film as well. It was like two hours twenty yeah, minutes or something.
1: It was good. I love. I I think I watched it with mum. Oh yeah.
0: I what think, did mum think of it? I think. <laughs> I don't know if she fully understood it. Well, but that's sort of big I was rock like, coming to Earth. Of course she. Did.
1: <laughs> she she was like, wait, hold on this is not true story. This is saying it's based off a true story. This hasn't happened It yet. didn't
0: say it was based off a true story. It said it was based, <laughs> based. off of a, a possibly true story or something like that, uh, so something that yeah. could be true.
1: No, it was good. I really enjoyed it. There's been a lot of, like, hit and miss with that film. On Yeah. Um, I was really which surprised. I find really bizarre, yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with Absolutely. you totally. It was very polarizing by all accounts, and a lot of people – did not enjoy it at all and and thought oh it's ramming it's ramming climate change down your throat and it's it's treating us like idiots and i didn't feel that at all it was obvious what the what it was about and the themes of the film but i don't necessarily think a good satire needs to be subtle that in my opinion Mm. i I thought it was very enjoyable do you know what jonah hill (laughs) had me fucking dying some of his scenes (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of it was improv as well and just yeah he's great what else was on that list
1: what else is on that list that you might want to oh west side story you mentioned but yeah yeah, i'm not (laughs) likely to watch that anytime
0: soon no not unless it's under two hours no
1: actually it's it's over two hours i think even the original is way over two hours oh actually it was on a stitch up poll back when you and albert did it together didn't you
0: Uh, It does ring a bell, actually, now you mention it. yeah, Mm. I've just got an image in my brain of him very proudly saying, West Side Story. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, it didn't go his way because it never got picked. But I'm just looking at my list of movies that I watched over the Christmas period. Gunpowder Milkshake, Black Bear, Adrian, Mm. The Christmas Chronicles, The Stuff, The Matrix Resurrections, which we'll get onto later. yeah. Yeah. The Rules of Attraction, The Borderlands, Willow Creek, Escape from New York, Big Trouble, in Little China, again. <laughs> mm. um, actually, that was our Christmas day. That was our Christmas day. We watched. We had a Aww. Kurt Russell double bill. We watched Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China on the uh, projector. It was great. Spider-Man No Way Home, Censor. Yeah, it was all right. It, it didn't blow me away. I was kind of expecting a bit more from it. It looked really good. It was had some very interesting... It was a, it was shot in a very interesting way. The style of it was very nice, but it just was mm-hmm. lacking something for me, and I didn't I didn't quite get why people loved it as much as they did. But you know, subjective yeah. and all that. The perks of being a wallflower. First time. Do I was- Do you like it? Yeah, it was good actually. It was okay, it, good. it was good. Have you seen that one?
1: I have seen it a, a, a while ago, maybe a good five or so years ago. Yeah, circle. Is it the one with um what's her name?
0: No, that's Emma the question Watson. I asked. I asked that as soon as Sarah was like, "Let's watch Circle." I was like, "Is this the one with Emma Watson and Tom Hanks?" She was like, "No." Um, it's yeah. just it's a load of people standing in a circle. They've got to decide which members to kill. It's very simple.
1: Ah, uh, are they in a room? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, don't look up. Come true. Which we might speak about but it's a very interesting Country. movie yeah i really was so invested in it right up until the point where it ended and then it completely shit the bed for me actually is my favorite soundtrack of the year this one like quite a synthy electronic score oh it's 10 30
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it was a it was it was it was pretty good. I need to rewatch it and re reevaluate it. The last movie that we watched of the year was Black Christmas, nineteen seventy four. Okay. Yeah, last movie of twenty twenty one, and then this year since since January first, I've watched a few more films.
1: The last jewel would have been my last film.
0: The last jewel.
1: Mm. What's that now? With um, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, Matt Damon.
0: Got you. Yeah, I was when you said the yeah. last jewel. I was thinking like jewel was in the gem of Paraxite like a like a stone, but <laughs> jewel was in the fight. I need to get around to that. That feels like it's going to be a bit of a slog, but it might ultimately be worth it.
1: We'll talk about it in the next bit.
0: Mm, okay. Should we move on uh, to the next part?
1: Yeah, let's move on to the next part. So the plan this week is just to have a bit of a discussion of like obviously we've chosen two films that we maybe thought were the best of 2021. But I thought what were your top films of the year? Maybe some of your films that you didn't enjoy, some TV shows that you may have enjoyed uh, from last year, Um, maybe even some podcasts that you've just been introduced within last year bit of a conversation just yeah instead of doing a quiz do you have a top, do you had you posted your top 10 on our insta instagram has that changed since
0: um no it hasn't it hasn't changed since but there are a few that i missed i missed last night in soho i missed eternals i missed mm. 007 james bond what was that called no time to die i haven't seen that no yeah I, i'm not particularly interested and i didn't see pig i did my top 10 on instagram you're quite right and it hasn't changed but i've actually gone one further okay. and i've made my top t- top 20
1: oh right yeah go for it
0: number 20 was greenland the asteroid movie oh yeah right i've got two mm-hmm. asteroid movies in my uh well, one asteroid movie one comet movie in my top 20 movies of, of last year my non- number 19 was moxie I remember enjoying that quite oh, yeah. a lot. My number 18 was The Guilty, which was a remake with Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: Gyllenhaal, yeah. Kind of a
0: stuck-in-a-place film. And yeah, I, I quite enjoyed that one. Um, my number 17 is an interesting one. I mentioned it earlier, Come True. It's one that- Come True. It's one that I really enjoyed up to the point where it ended. And then, as I said earlier, I felt like, it kind of shit the bed with its ending but I do need to see it again mm. and it's one that might go up the list further um, it, it right. could even break my top 10 if I watch it again and uh, maybe a third time because the conclusion of the film felt like it came out of nowhere for me that was my biggest issue with the film yeah, right. so I need to see it a few more times to reaffirm my decision on it mm-hmm. uh, number 16 was Shang-Chi which had oh. the second best bus fight scene of the year in my opinion you seen that one? No I haven't of course I haven't. Nah, of course you ain't. I
1: haven't seen Black Widow.
0: <laughs> oh, Black Widow is my number fifteen.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah.
0: My number 14 was June. Yeah. Which we covered. My number 13 was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Twelve, The Suicide Squad. Oh. Eleven, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And then uh-huh. we get into my top ten. Ten was the Tomorrow War, which I was kind of surprised uh. that it made my top ten. But I really enjoyed it. And um I watched it a couple of times last year and it had to go on there just because I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Number nine was The Green Knight. Number eight was Palm Springs. Number seven was Candyman. Number six was Nobody, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Number five was Don't Look Up, Mm -hmm. which we spoke about earlier. Number four was Sound of Metal which is one that we covered earlier on in the year and it came out earlier on in the year. So it was one of those I feel like got forgotten about a little bit and I really wanted to put it up there and I really loved it. So it had had to be in my top five. Mm. And then just getting into my top three, my number three was Spider-Man No Way Home because just mm-hmm. the pure joy and experience that, that I had. Number two was Promising Young Woman, because it's a brilliant movie. And number one was Psycho Goreman. Also, we're going to be speaking about it in a little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: my number one and my number two have been my number one and my number two since like June, since I saw Psycho Goreman. Mm-hmm. Team Promising Young Woman, earlier on in the year, like January or something. But that actually came out last year in the States or the year before. That, that was a 2020 movie if you're in the States.
1: Even like, um, what was the film that you mentioned? Sound of Metal, I think it was technically yeah. a 2020 film, as well as Palm Springs maybe as well.
0: Well, they all got released in the UK in 2021. So I should qualify that as being my top 20 UK released movies of twenty. Of 20- 21. Mm -hmm. My favorite movies. Yeah. Not necessarily the best. Um, There are loads of movies in there. Um, I almost put Mortal Kombat in my top 20. Uh, I couldn't quite justify it. Um, (laughs) But it was my favorite 20 of the year. So... Mm -hmm. What do you reckon on that list? Was there any that you've seen? Um, Have you got a list or others that you want to talk about?
1: Well, because I saw your list and I was like, well, I guess I should do a top 10 at least. Okay. My 10th is technically a comedy special. So Inside Bo Burnham is my 10th. Oh,
0: yeah. Nice choice.
1: Tick Tick Boom was my number nine.
0: Mm.
1: Number eight was French Dispatch. N- number seven is The Last Jewel. Okay. Number six is The Lost Daughter. Number five is Minari. Number four is Don't Look Up. Number three is The Dry. Yeah. Number two was Spider Man, No Way Home. And then number one was Promising Young Woman.
0: We've got a couple of crossovers you- there.
1: Yeah. The last, because you kind of went, hmm, Last Jewel. Yeah. So I remember listening to History and Film. I've, I've listened to their episode twice when it came out and then just before I was going to go watch it because I, I kind of was happy to be spoiled to find out who actually won and I kind of wanted to hear their opinion on it. Uh, what I liked about this film, so it's based off a book and the book has the two, um, Matt Damon and Andrew Driver's perspective of what happened, but then they also – got a female writer to do Jodie Comer's uh, perspective. Okay. Which I quite enjoyed. So it was nice to see a female, yeah, a female's perspective on this film.
0: Yeah. I think that's Um, kind of necessary on a film of this. (laughs) (laughs) Necessary.
1: Absolutely. About this subject. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Seeing how that, so it shows three different, so it starts with, Matt Damon's perspective, then Adam Driver's, and then Jodie Comer's uh, perspective. And I liked how they split up the three versions and, yeah, it was good. I I was very surprised by it. I probably, I'm glad that I went in viewing it thinking, oh, this film's going to be, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be amazing. And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay.
0: No, very like made your top 10. You you clearly Mm. liked it quite a lot.
1: Yeah. What else? Oh, The Dry. The Dry was an Australian film. I think it was probably my first film that I watched in cinema last year with Eric Banner. And I'd been to uh, the town where they shot part of it as well. So I I quite enjoyed it. Good old local movie. yeah. Mm, Yeah. And Minari was an international film that I watched in cinema that I thought was quite lovely and, Hmm.
0: yeah. Okay. A24 movie, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. Interesting.
1: Hmm. Interesting. What about some films that you were disappointed from last year? Oh, okay. The Matrix is going to be in that.
0: Well, how long you got? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I haven't got that many, actually. I've got a couple. Hmm. Army of the Dead. I was super disappointed with Army of the Dead because I was really, Mm -hmm. really looking forward to this. Really enjoyed Mm -hmm. Zack Snyder's kind of remake of Dawn of the Dead many, many years ago now, back in 2004. I've been looking forward to Army of the Dead for the longest time. But it had lots of stuff in it I didn't like. It had lots of Snyderisms that I don't always care for. And I just, I just didn't like it very much. It's one that maybe I should revisit, but I don't have the desire to at the same time. It's not mm-hmm. a deep movie. I don't feel like there's going to be any subtext or, or anything greater that I'm going to get from it other than not having the expectation of going into it, hoping it's going to be an amazing movie that's going to blow me away. This time I might just go into it thinking, yeah, it's all right, and maybe I'll have a bit more fun with it. But I was very, very disappointed with Army of the Dead. You, you just mentioned Matrix Resurrections, and our last episode was Keanu Reeves, and we covered the Matrix. I ended up watching all three Matrix movies in preparation for that episode, so I was well caught up on where the trilogy had ended and where possibly this fourth movie could go, and what possible direction it would go in. And have you seen Matrix Resurrections? No. Nah. Okay. That's all right. You
1: can spoil it. No, it's totally
0: fine. I'm not going to spoil it. So um, no spoiler warning needed for Matrix Resurrections. It's mostly going to be just my uh, thoughts on it, my opinion of it. So when, like I said, went into mm-hmm. it super excited. And while I was watching it, it was a, an odd experience because while I was watching it, I was like, yeah, this is entertaining enough. And there was stuff in it that I really liked, but was very confused. The thing that stood out to me more, the most was that there was, there was no standout action sequence in the Matrix Resurrections.
1: Yeah, right.
0: In all three of the, the first three Matrix films, there's at least one action scene that you can point to and go, that's memorable, that was really well shot, mm-hmm. um, or at least mm-hmm. they tried hard, I don't know. But in this one, yeah, there was no standout action sequence. There was a lot of... Um, I don't know, I don't want to say that because it could be it could be deemed as a spoiler, but I just didn't care for how they presented the action in this movie. And to me, a matrix film is action and philosophy, and it kind of shit Oh, it's 1045. And um <laughs> this I keep saying the word the phrase shit the bed and this really, really shit the bed for me. The more I thought about it, the more angry I yeah, got about right. it. And there is an argument going on that they kind of there's some dialogue in the film where they talk about art and the nature of Art and how art is dying off because of the digital world, and how art used to be better in the analog world, and it's kind of it's very self-aware, very self-referential, and there's, just, there's some stuff in it where they actually mentioned Warner Brothers the Studio, and I I quite enjoyed that stuff. Some it took took some people out of the film a little bit, which is understandable. Mm-hmm um it feels like they had some good ideas that needed fleshing out it could have done with a, a couple of rewrites and some good action sequences ultimately a bit of a letdown it rehashed some old ground didn't add enough new stuff to the franchise for me to honestly put my hand on my heart and say i enjoyed it i didn't i think i gave it two and a half out of five on letterboxd but as time went on yeah as time's gone on like i've been considering lowering that lowering that score but Oh, we'll leave it at that for now. So super disappointing. Yeah,
1: I've heard that. If you watch it as a standalone film, maybe not so bad. Mm. But as the previous, you know, the previous trilogy, and then watching this, yeah. not it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't hold up.
0: The thing that disappoints me most when I think about it is that it's a Matrix movie, and if I go and watch a Matrix film and feel like I'm seeing better action in a John Wick film, then they're doing something wrong.
1: Mm, There should be Kung Fu,
0: there should be long takes, there should be wide shots, and it was all Mm close-ups and shaky cam and a lot of people just Uh. waving their hands in front of each other and then people getting blown off. And I don't mean that in a sexy way. (laughs) Freaky was quite disappointing. thought that had a lot of promise. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I've
0: heard about that. Didn't quite deliver for me. Um, Mm. Halloween Kills, I was very disappointed by what about you? Have you have you got most disappointing movies?
1: Oh, uh, maybe not like disappointing, but maybe more like films that weren't that great this year. Thunder Force was, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I mean, it was, and the Stalin, which both have. Oh, what's
0: Amy? Polar.
1: What's her last name? Um, no,
0: um, Is comedian. It Amy? Comedian. Comedian. Yeah, Amy. Oh my god, Amy. I don't know, Amy.
1: Maybe it's not Amy. Anyway, she's in both of those films, uh, The Stalin, and but I don't, I don't think it's her performance. Shuma. I think it was just no, it's oh. not <laughs> Maybe it's not Amy. Maybe, but I'm pretty sure her name starts with a. Um Both of the, the, these films were pretty like meh. As well as Red Notice, Red Notice was a bit of a yeah, meh, yeah, not that great. Agreed. I mean if you want to sit down and just you know, switch off and put it on, sure. But not amazing. Do we want to go into TV shows really quickly and podcasts or shall we move on? I've got
0: I've got some TV shows. Yeah, I've got well I've got yeah. one TV show that I definitely want to mention. What what have you got on your okay. TV shows?
1: I've got some really quick ones. So One like I haven't seen Loki and I haven't seen uh, Hawkeye yet. But I quite enjoyed *Wonder Vision*. *This Way Up*, which a bit of a um, British comedy. There's only two seasons of it, really sh- um, short episodes that I quite enjoyed. *Fires*, which is a limited series that yep. I worked on. I enjoyed most of the episodes. The the last, the second last episode is very full on, um, and got me massively as well as Nine Perfect Strangers*, like some very full on. Scenes. I didn't quite enjoy the ending. I think it just it was very typical ending to that mm. uh, series. But the the series in whole was very interesting and really great cast.
0: Okay. What about you? So late to the party, but I watched Midnight Mass. It was my easily I didn't watch that many shows last year but Easily was my favorite mm-hmm. show of last year. It was incredible. Yeah. I loved it. I'm st- in the process of
1: I think I'm on episode 5 at the moment.
0: Ooh, so you've got 3 yeah. to go. You've watched episode 5 or you have got to watch? It?
1: No, no I, I I've got to watch episode ah, 5. So
0: you're halfway through. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm. What are you what are your thoughts so far?
1: Kind of interesting. I thought, I don't know, maybe there's been such a big hype from you especially that I haven't fully delved into it. Maybe the next few episodes I'm going to get really, like, into it. But it's taken, like, it's it's been, like, a few weeks since I've been watching it. Mm. It hasn't been something that maybe it's also my eyes as well. It's something that you would want to properly focus on watching rather than, you know, just putting on it briefly in the background and
0: well yeah, I, ideally you'd need to see it you yeah, know that would definitely oh make.
1: yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's interesting yeah it's very interesting
0: i really liked the show and it had some really really like a lot i've heard a few podcasts complaining about a little bit not too much because general consensus is mm that this is a masterpiece, and I totally agree. But if there is one criticism that I've heard livid upon it is that there are too many monologues, and I totally disagree. I love the monologues in this. I thought the actors were brilliant. There was a really mm-hmm. special long take in episode one with the dead cats on the beach. Yeah. And there's some really interesting discussions about religion and dogma in general, and there's some horrible characters in it as well. Beverly is a, a particular dickhead, as, a, as I as I remember, and her dickhead. And Is
1: Bev the religious?
0: Yeah. she's super religious oh, one, uh, and she's
1: like, yeah. take, yeah, fucking, yeah. She
0: was in, um <laughs> was Mike Flanagan who re- reuses a lot of his cast, but she was in um, yeah, right. the Haunting of Hill House as well. But, yeah, she's horrible character, but really great. Like, you love to hate her kind of thing.
1: Mm, I agree.
0: It's interesting. I'd be interested to know what your final thoughts are on it. But that was definitely mm-hmm. my favourite show of –
1: 2022, 21, 2021. 21. Cool. And then maybe really quickly, any podcasts that uh, you came across last year?
0: A couple of new podcasts I was introduced to, The Boo Crew, Unequal Sequel, and Earthling Ed's Disclosure Podcast.
1: Um, There was one particular podcast that I was drawn to, and it was called Tough Love by Linda Mariano. So she kind of – did a bit of a a six-part episodes based on her getting stuck in Australia due to the current situation. And I kind of um, just listening to her story and her situation about it all, I, yeah, really resembled on what was going on with me. So I really enjoy that and I've listened to that podcast a number of times throughout last year, and I didn't listen to it while I, because obviously when I had eye surgery, couldn't really watch too many. I couldn't watch anything for no. about a week or so, so I didn't. I didn't listen to that podcast purely because it would have made me quite emotional. I was like, no, I can't do any. <laughs> like, I can't be rubbing my eyes or getting emotional during this period of time. But yeah, really in I enjoyed that podcast last year
0: okay so
1: yeah that that is my very our very long topic intro
0: so when you mentioned this topic intro to me and i put my top 10 out i did a very quick get your suggestions suggestions in story oh yeah pilot season podcast they mentioned loki uh, as as their top mcu property of the year totally see that it was my second favorite for sure and your friend maddie uh, she commented Spider yes. Man Homecoming, um, but I'm I'm guessing that she meant Spider Man No Way Home. No
1: um, Way Home. Yeah,
0: and yes, yeah. totally agree with that. It was such a, an enjoyable experience, and maybe it new- was definitely it was in both in our top
1: one or two.
0: Oh, wait, actually, was that your top your third top film? Well, it was in it was my number three, and interestingly, it was your number two, yeah. right? Two. Oh, yeah. it's 11 o'clock yeah <laughs> uh, oh you had a marvel film higher than me that's interesting
1: i mean i think it's maybe because i haven't seen i haven't been to a cinema to watch a marvel film in a very long time and also um just the experience like just seeing the audience experience with that film as well
0: yeah that adds a lot. i really enjoyed it that that definitely yeah. adds a lot to the experience There we go. So, I think we've done everything now. We've done best. We've done most disappointing. We've done podcasts. Should we move on to our movies?
1: Yeah. Let's start with Nobody, I reckon.
0: You want to start with Nobody? Let's Let's finish
1: off with Slack (laughs) (laughs) Call.
0: So, Nobody came out, obviously, in 2021. It's 92 minutes long. Actually, two short movies Mm. this week, which was very nice. Yes. The tagline on Letterboxd reads, Never underestimate a nobody. And a synopsis goes like this. Hutch Mansell, a suburban dad, overlooked husband, nothing neighbour, a nobody. When two thieves break into his home one night, Hutch's unknown, long-simmering rage is ignited and propels him on a brutal path that will uncover dark secrets he thought he fought to leave behind. Bob Odenkirk as Hutch. Alexei Sarah Brissakov as Julian, Connie Nielsen as Becca, and Christopher Lloyd as David Mansell, and also um, Riza from the Wu Tang Clan was a very interesting casting decision. Mm. It was produced by David Leach, who also directed Deadpool Two and Atomic Blonde, is a producer on the John Wick franchise, and you can see that they they have the same DNA violence quite low budget, brutal, but this is much more grounded than a John Wick movie. So Hutch is living a family life. You can tell he's a bit frustrated. There's a montage at the start where he's cooking a breakfast and he's missing the bins every week and he's doing uh, pull-ups at the bus stop. And you get that kind of insight into his life and you slowly find out that he's got a past and he just really wants some shit to happen. Like he's desperate for some violence and I think maybe that's where most of the comedy came from for me in this film because it's quite funny. Like, I don't know what your experience was, mm. but like, I saw this at cinema and laughed, and I laughed just as much when I watched it on Blu ray. That he gets robbed one night and he sets out to recover a cat watch that they, the thieves had stolen. Uh, yeah. And <laughs>
1: his daughter, yeah, his daughter's um, kitty cat bracelet.
0: Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> that's- um,
1: that 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 urges him to go and find whoever robbed his house.
0: Yep, and um, in doing so, he <laughs> just so happens to bump into some not very nice Russian people who are intimidating people on a bus. And but for that first bus fight, I think I mentioned it earlier, but it's got my favourite bus scene, bus fight scene of the year.
1: Mm, uh, Shang Chi yeah. was
0: the other notable one. It was quite a slow build up. Hutch is on the back of the bus. These Russians get on the bus and then you just see him smile. As they get on the bus, he's like, oh, thank you, like a gift.
1: Mm.
0: And he just says to him, I'm going to fuck you up. And it's brutal. And
1: they all laugh. And
0: they all laugh. And it's brutal. And then there's a stop sign on the bus that just flashes no (laughs) stopping. That had me dying. Because you could see, like, the longer it goes on, this fight scene, the Russians are like – because Hutch gets thrown out the window and then he, it's very slowly, he goes it back up to the doors, the so prize open the doors on the bus, walks back in and then just carries on the fight. And you can just see the looks on their faces like, oh, what the why, what, yeah. what's going on? And he and they all end up in hospital and that pisses off a very powerful Russian gangster who's looking after a load of money for other um, people that are not very nice, I guess.
1: Mm.
0: And it's just, it's a very simple assassin comes back into the fray type movie. You've got many elements of this film. You've got the bus fight, you've got the the car chase and the Dodge Challenger and the nice nod to Vanishing Point with the white Dodge Challenger. That was all great. Mm. The most memorable thing in this, equal, equally with the bus bus fight, was the, the final action scene in The Warehouse. The warehouse. Guys. Yeah, and, it, it, that, and that's why I call it Homicide Home Alone because he sets up a load of traps and you step on a step and a claymore goes off in your face or something. Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. What, what do you reckon on nobody?
1: I watched this two and a half times. I watched it. I watched it quite early. I think just before Christmas. So then, and then you know, it's been a few weeks now. So I, I decided to watch it again. My first time watching it was a bit like, oh, okay, this is this is okay. I didn't. I wasn't. I think I was expecting more from it. And then watching it a second time, I. Enjoyed it a little bit more, and my score has gone up slightly higher than what it was the first time I'd seen it. Bob Erkendokel. Erkendokel. Okay. Erken- Erkendokel. <laughs> so, I think he's also had some people um, rob his house before. And one of, one of the occasions was the, the people who um, came into his house, he put them in the basement. And then the authorities didn't do a lot about it. They just kind of, I guess, you know, they get so many cases of people robbing Mm. houses and all that that they just don't give a shit anymore. So he he kind of came up with this idea of, you know, what if I created a film but then I ended up being like a really badass character, which is exactly what this film's all about. So that was kind of interesting uh, reading that afterwards, how... The film came together, and then he he also trained a, f- a couple of years before creating it. And yeah. this film was supposed to come out like multiple of times, obviously due to current situation. Yeah, with a lot of films at the moment, but yeah, really light hearted action. Film and really, I, yeah, as you said, it was quite short, quick, and like quick ninety-minute film, which I quite enjoyed.
0: I, I really enjoyed the the villain in this. I I really enjoyed his the Russian, the yeah Russian Julian. I really enjoyed his intro, like his 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 first scene. You just see him see this car, and he spins around at the last minute, and it's that's interesting. It's another long take where he walks into the club. He puts on his kind of fun time blazer. And then does mm. does some some drugs, uh, with his head, mm. and then has a shot of drink, and then gets on a stage and then starts doing this weird dance where he's poking Very his ass in there, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then starts singing the song, and I thought that was a really really fun and memorable intro to a villain because like, oh he's got this weird like soft side, and then the next scene is him brutally murdering someone. And he just was mm. a memorable villain to me. And actually the way that he got killed was a memorable way as well. Like with, um, yeah, in okay. the final, uh, warehouse fight, uh, Hutch straps a claymore to the other side of, a, a, a some like tough glass or whatever, and then mm. pushes it into the villain and it blows his face off. I and mean, I've never seen that before in a movie. And it's a very, very memorable way to take someone out. um, so I feel like this movie, it was kind of, you know, what you get in if you see the trailer, but it does what it does very well, I think. And it's very funny. And and I think a comedian in this type of role works very well if, if they're willing to put in the work. And you mm. mentioned that he started training a couple of years before and you're, you're quite right. Um, apparently yeah. when he first started, they were like, Oh, like uh, I'm not sure about this, yeah. <laughs> but he really <laughs> applied himself. He really applied himself and he smashed it and he was, determined and keen and I've seen a few interviews with Odenkirk about the film and I've listened to the, some of the commentary on the blu-ray and he's such mm. an exci- I didn't realize how much of an excitable person he is he's just so excited to be there yeah. and he, he just was constantly being like oh that person was great on the blu-ray commentaries I loved working with them that was great I love working this movie I really hope we get to make another one the training was brutal but yeah. I loved it oh that bit where I headbutted the bar in the bus yeah we planned that for two years and I loved it it was. It was really quite endearing <laughs> to listen to the, to the commentary and how excited he got about it. So, I would definitely recommend yeah, checking right. out the the, the Blu Ray commentary if you're a fan of Bob Odenkirk, and who isn't at, at this point? Fun, fun action movie, mate.
1: And not very long, and short. If you're not like, yeah, yeah, nice and short.
0: Yeah, and short and sweet. And as there's a lot to be said, a, a film like this has no place at being two hours long. Like this is a very simple in and out. You know what you get in. Yes, everyone is afraid of not the boogeyman because it's not John Wick, but afraid of the Mm. man with tattoo on his wrist. Um, He's an ex-assassin.
1: Yeah, actually, that's I I forgot about that. So when I saw the tattoo and then that guy's like, oh, you know, thank you for your service, and then he locks himself up, I was like (laughs) – That doesn't seem like an army tattoo. Like, what does that mean? And apparently the two and the seven means, like, death or, like, it means there's a multiple reasons. Or, like, I think in poker, like, if you've got those cards, you you might as well fold instantly. Like, it's not a great – yeah, um, not a good hand to have. So I found that quite
0: interesting. I guess the, the easiest comparison is the John Wick franchise, which we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the John Wick movies?
1: I've seen the first one. Uh, I haven't seen the second or third.
0: How would yes. you rate this against something like a John Wick, which is the most obvious comparison?
1: Uh, I mean, John Wick is probably more full-on than this, do you think?
0: Action-wise. Yeah, nice. it's, it's there's a, yeah. there's there's more action in it, but it's more over the top action. Yeah. Nobody was certainly um, more grounded than 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 John Wick. But like in terms yeah, and of I get, comparing the two, like what, yeah. what do you prefer? Do you prefer the over-the-top stuff or do you prefer the slightly more grounded type of action?
1: Because um, I, if I was to watch the second and third, hmm. is it more action – it would be more action compared to the first yeah, one? Yeah, they correct? just get sillier. It, just, they get sillier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if I'd watch the second and third one, I probably maybe enjoy Nobody more. I mean, it depends how silly and stupid, like how extreme they go with the action. They're pretty
0: extreme. John Wick. Yeah. Spoilers for the John Wick franchise: John Wick literally gets thrown off a building and he's fine. Oh, it's oh, eleven
1: right. fifteen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I I yeah. think I enjoy nobody more than I enjoy John Wick. I, I like I like mm. the first John Wick. Don't care for the second one so much, and I enjoy the third one. And they're fun. Mm. But I just think yeah. that there's more in this. I think there's more comedy. We haven't really spoken about Christopher Lloyd, but it was wonderful to see Christopher Lloyd on a big screen again. Michael Ironside is a big favourite of mine as well, and he plays the father-in-law who actually Bob Odenkirk buys the warehouse from him in bars of gold. He's like, there you go, there's some bars of gold. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, I just, thanks, but what am I going to do with like 10 bars of gold? Where, where are you taking that? <sighs> uh to the bank maybe but
1: then they'd be like where the fuck did you get this that is from? if you
0: take 10 bars of gold into the bank you're going to get questions people gonna be like where the fuck yeah. did you get all this gold from what ru- what well, actually i know what
1: i know where you can get i can i will explain what you can do with 10 bars of gold in cat from the other's face <laughs> a little bit later
0: oh there's oh through lines <laughs> like it all right so um final thoughts on nobody then yeah just reiterating what I've already said I really enjoyed it second watch mm. enjoyed it just as much as the first time watch the action was brutal and really well done as you'd expect so like very low budget considering it was only a 16 million dollar budget which I was very surprised I would this looks like a 50 million dollar yeah. movie to me money very well spent in my opinion Odin Kirk was great and I'd love to see another one in this franchise bring back the car. out of 10.
1: Wow. You might be disappointed with my current score.
0: No, I I like action films, mate. They're they're like my favourite genre.
1: Originally I was giving this like a 6 out of 10 and it's bumped up. I (laughs) know, I I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Now I've I've bumped it up to like a 7.3 because I enjoyed it the second time because, yeah, the first time I watched it, I was just listening to it because I couldn't properly see it. Definitely a fun action film.
0: Cool. Okay, so moving on to movie number two then for our best of 2021, Psycho Goreman. This was my number one movie of last year, and I noticed that this didn't make your top ten, mate. So um, (laughs) I don't –
1: I was uh, I was tempted to put it in there, but yeah. was, but then no, I would have maybe spoiled. Yeah, like, but let's just,
0: let's talk about it. Yeah, you decided to get it wrong, <laughs> didn't you? And didn't put it in your top ten. So so the the Blu-ray, Sarah bought it for me on a sneak, and luckily we're covering it. So I got to unwrap the glorious new Blu-ray. We just just mm-hmm. cellophane it, just take the cellophane off nicely, and then I opened the case and I inserted the disc into the PS Five and then this glorious title screen came on which is on in the background which you can see oh, now is that what that then is? It's just sort <laughs> of gem of practice I've,
1: I've probably watched it like I keep on seeing like her with the microphone and then as a the band and then the ship blowing yeah.
0: up let's do the synopsis etc so psycho gourman it was directed by Steve Kostanski came out in 2020 it's 95 minutes long the tagline on letterbox is little girl big psycho And the synopsis reads, Siblings Mimi and Luke unwittingly resurrect an ancient alien overlord using a magical amulet. They force the monster to obey their childish whims and accidentally attract a rogues gallery of intergalactic assassins to small town suburbia. Shot in Canada... This one, probably for the tax breaks. Mm-hmm. It was directed by Steve Kostansky, as I said, and he was part of a group of filmmakers called Astron 6. They made a few movies together. Um, Man Borg, which I've not seen yet, but Sarah has recommended to me as something that I probably should watch if I enjoyed Psycho Goreman. Steve Kostansky also, he's done VFX works recently on The Boys Season 3 and Umbrella Academy Season 3. And at time of recording, they're not currently out. So that's mm. super recent.
1: Synopsis. We did did a synopsis. synopsis. Yeah, we
0: did a synopsis (laughs) and we established that the kids can control this weird alien monster creature. And (laughs) I I guess, obviously, it's my favorite movie of last year. If I'd have seen this when I was eight years old, Mm -hmm. it might have had a little bit of that big trouble and little China factor of it in that (laughs) I saw it at a young age, an impressionable age. And I would have loved this if I would seen this when I was, I mean, I love it now, but mm. if I'd have seen it when I was young, it would definitely be one that would be ingrained, ingrained on me for my life. And, um, I'm kind of interested to know what, not necessarily, we'll get well, I to thought. what your thoughts on it. But <laughs> my first question to you is, I spoke a lot about this film when it came out. I've mentioned it a lot. Podcasts, I posted yeah. about it a lot on social media because I love this film. It was super low to budget. It was made for less than a million, and I just want to get the word out there. This is a fantastic yeah, right. movie. If you like this sort of film, so my first question to you mm. is: Is this what you were, ex- were expecting? No. What were you expecting? Absolutely. Not.
1: I don't. I don't know what I was expecting, but. Like you did mention it's a bit of a Marmite or a Mite film. Yeah. You either love it or you hate it. And I completely agree with that. The first half an hour to 45, I was just – if I wasn't reviewing this for the podcast, I probably would have switched it off. Oh, like <laughs> And the, Mimi's character fucking annoyed the – I'm like, oh, my God, the giant – like she's just like annoying little brat, which is <laughs> – but then at, by the end of the film – you kind of love her and you kind of yeah. just like, she's just, yeah, this little shit. But when you get to the point of, I think it was when the cops come and then he kind of <laughs> <laughs> create like, and then this cop was like, this gives, gives Mimi the letter saying, please kill me. And she goes, oh, what is this crap? And then, like, throws <laughs> it away and he's, like, shooting this gun in the air and it's just like, oh. My yeah. God. then it kind of gets more and more comical and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I started to enjoy it a little bit more and I'm just like, oh, now I can see why Dan enjoyed this film. This is absolutely like what a ridiculous
0: film it is but it's nonsense yeah
1: (laughs) it's so ridiculous Um,
0: you're right it is total total nonsense but I like it's interesting that you say that it took a while for it to get going for you because in Mm. many ways I had the kind of opposite experience I loved the whole film but I really really loved the first half I think that most of the best jokes are in the first half. Mm-hmm. Even just throwaway lines like um Mimi's like, Have a nice day. And he goes, It would be nicer if you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> that just made me laugh so much, that line. So I guess a little bit of setup, a little bit of plot. They find the monster or they find this gem anyway, the gem of Praxidite.
1: And Mimi decides to take it, yeah.
0: yeah M- M- Mimi's in possession of this gem, which means that she can control this alien monster, which they decide to name Psycho Goreman. And I love that whole scene when or they're PG naming for him. Sure. Or PG for <laughs> short. Or PG for yeah. <laughs> they're, they're coming up with names and they're like Rip Lord. There's some really good editing this, in this film as well, some really good comedic editing, like it will cut away and then it cuts back to PG just running, standing on the spot. Obviously, then Mimi got annoyed with him and said, Leave me alone. Just run on the spot. They're, they used the rule of three a couple of times, which you're expecting, but also is satisfying when that pays off. It was just very funny to me. This From start to finish, it, it, four times I've seen this film now, and I, I've laughed as much as the first time I saw it, even though like I know now where all the jokes are coming. <laughs> they they put clothes on him. There's a montage where they go to a clothing store and he ends up wearing a costume costume. Uh, like a like denim a shirt and a hat and a, like a cravat yeah. yeah and actually that's they steve kostanski got that from Alan grant's outfit in jurassic park he just directly copied that yeah. outfit he was literally on google and he was like what outfit should i choose for pg
1: and he went on there <laughs> and he
0: saw jurassic park and he was like oh, yep that's the one um really enjoyed that scene and you see a him laser a, a child to death and he just looks at a child and he, he's laserized Make a child explode, and I loved it. I thought that was brilliant. While he's eating an ice cream, it was joyous. It was just a joyous film and kind of a wish fulfillment in many ways. What do you reckon on the creature design?
1: On Psycho Gorman or the other? No, on c-
0: Weekend at Bernie's
1: <laughs> or the creatures up above in the oh, galaxy pardon. or whatever. Yeah,
0: <laughs> in yeah. the galaxy or whatever. Um, or whatever. Or yeah, whatever just the, in general in this film. So I really, I, I obviously Psycho Gorman. Was designed really well, I thought. Yeah. The standout to me was the Gygax Council and that weird spaceman like brain in a jar thing. The Council, the Gygax Council, with the, the people sitting around the table and they're kind of looking to Pandora, who I guess is the main villain of the film, who's kind of this angelic mm-hmm. looking, white, roboty looking kind of being who. Angel
1: kind of thing. And yeah,
0: what? kind of. And. Because um,
1: it's got like wings and stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and all of that stuff, all of that creature design in that was was a, was brilliant. I thought um, you mentioned earlier about the cop. Interestingly, Steve <laughs> Kostansky had created a, oh, yeah, a trailer right. back in two thousand twelve called Bio Cop, mm-hmm. and yes, that was that, that character, and it was the same actor as well.
1: So they've just reused the same costume, you make sense.
0: Yeah, it's it's not the same almost. costume. It's I mean, it's the police uniform. But if you look, I watched a trailer today and it is quite different, the, 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 the final look okay. of the character. But the way that the character acts is the same. Like, oh, I just want to die. And tries <laughs> to shoot himself in the head and he doesn't die and he's disappointed by <laughs> and that. And he
1: misses. Yeah. yeah, and
0: he misses. And, uh, oh, it's 1130 and I really liked uh, Brain Alistair as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. all of the creepy stuff.
1: That, isn't that that's the director, isn't that him playing that character?
0: In, in, Ink? Yeah, after that scene with the, the policeman and Alistair just starts leaving. They're like, Oh, Alistair's going bye, yeah. Alistair. Yeah, that is Steve in in the costume for that for that take. Yeah. yeah. Um, some influences in this film on the director were Terminator two. Where they talk where Mimi talks about saying "frig off" and how you say "frig off" to somebody, is it mimics the scene that where Edward Furlong in Terminator Two is explaining to Arnold Schwarzenegger's character about the meaning of "Asta La Vista, baby," and I enjoyed mm. that. So it, it it ticks a lot of boxes f- for me in that regard in terms of the inspiration. Um, the other ones: uh, Rawhead Rex, Clive Barker property, uh, Jurassic Park, which we mentioned, Micronauts, which is a Saturday morning cartoon, The Phantom Menace, Army of Darkness, um, and a lot of it reminded me of the Masters of the Universe movie with with Dolph Lundgren, which you've probably not seen. It's quite an obscure movie and no. kind of universally hated, but I I love it. I think it's great, and it's a childhood favorite of mine. This very, it feels like it's kind of going for that vibe, and it's very cartoony it's very violent very bloody there's a lot of absurd violence in it which works in this genre of film
1: what did you think of the game as well
0: what the the game of dodgeball yeah
1: well is it dodgeball though it's not
0: dodgeball they Mm throw a ball Well, what do they call it crazy ball they call it crazy ball don't they yeah but yeah i I enjoyed the dodgeball stuff and because it is that pops up a lot actually at the start of the film they they're playing crazy ball in the mud and that wasn't planned incidentally that was totally unplanned Mm. this this they got a lot of rain during the shoot and it became much more muddier than they were expecting um so it's at the start and they play it a little bit in the middle and then the final scene at the end where it's kind of Pandora versus Psycho Goreman they play this game of crazy ball and there's some really fun it's it's kind of done in a montage way where they're doing like crazy flips and stuff like that Mm. like how hard must it be to act in a suit if you address a psycho gore do you think that you could emote the same emotions that he does like the comedy moments and the pauses and just the stuff that he gets across while in that prosthetics in those prosthetics I thought was quite extraordinary actually
1: yeah agree I mean yeah I mean being in any sort of any sort of prosthetics and I mean, that would have taken forever to be put into and then also removed every time.
0: Yeah. I thought it was really, really funny. The performances, the jokes, couple that with the excellent and brutally cartoonish special effects and the electronic soundtrack. We've not even spoken about that, but the soundtrack was was great and actually my second favorite soundtrack of the year. Um I just really enjoy watching it. Fourth watch now. 9.5 gems of Praxidike, and <laughs> I just think it's the heckin' best.
1: Brilliant. I'm giving this an 8
0: out of 10.
1: Cuz it, it grew I it grew on me. <laughs>
0: that is more than I was expecting. And it it, it kind of you kind of enjoyed it more as it went on. Yeah. When the, the the creature, the the, the paladins of sidian I believe his 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 villain friends are called. Yeah, yeah, um, that was a lot. Of fun like,
1: there's it. there's a scene currently in the background where they're they're playing in a band, and oh, it was there two seconds ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're the hecking best. Yeah, yeah, so- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ah, brilliant. Okay, so best of 2021, our favourites of 2021, Nobody and Psycho Goreman Done, two nice and short snappy movies, which was a delight for our first episode back of the new year. That does mean that we've got to move on to section three. Um, Oh, no, actually, we've got to announce what we're doing for the next episode first, haven't we? Yeah, Um,
1: that's your topic.
0: Yeah, it's back to me as best of 2021 was your choice of topic. Uh, It's now my turn, and we're going to be doing A24 movies. So Mm -hmm. in the usual fashion, we're going to pick three A24 movies each and whittle it down to our final one each, which we'll be talking about in more detail for the following episode. Let's move on to the third part of the show, Stitch Up. And Nicole is talking about The Cat from Outer Space because you lost the Wheel of Fortune, as as we mentioned earlier, and you had to watch that movie. So I don't know anything about this other than I chose it, and you had to watch it. That's literally all I know. It's got a cat in it, and apparently they're from outer space.
1: This was my Christmas night movie that I decided. Especially <laughs> on
0: Christmas Day.
1: <laughs> um, so Cat The Cat from Outer Space came out in nineteen seventy-eight, directed by Norman Toker. Uh tagline is A Close Encounter to the Fur Kind. <laughs> and <laughs> and the synopsis is a ufo a ufo is stranded a ufo a ufo a ufo a ufo UFO is stranded on earth and impounded by the u.s government its pilot is a cat with a collar (laughs) that gives it special powers including the ability to communicate with humans has excluded the authority and seek help of a scientist in order to reclaim and repair his ship and get back home.
0: So the cat is an alien? uh,
1: Yep. The cat is an alien and Uh, I think it's, it's its ship has like malfunctioned as it landed on Earth and it's got like I think 48 hours, maybe 72 hours to... Get it fixed to then fly back off, and the U.S. government have found this uh, spaceship and put it into their warehouse to find out, you know, where this they they obviously couldn't see the the alien or whatever. Uh, obviously, because yeah. it's a cat, and the cat, you know, already had walked off the spaceship.
0: Yeah, probably saw a fucking piece of string or something, some silver foil, <laughs> and ran off to play with it.
1: Well, as a cat, build and- a spaceship. I don't know. It, it just like it's it's not real, mate. Don't become Albert and, <laughs> and be like, "How do these things happen?" All right. So yeah, this spaceship that actually kind of looks like a like a bug uh, lands on Earth. U.S. government gets a hold of it, and then they have this little conference. The cat gets into the like witnesses what's happening in the conference, and there's like scientists and world leaders and what else whatever and they're like oh you know this is very top secret and the cats there and he's really intrigued by uh Frank who's a scientist and he's got these really quirky ideas if you've seen like chitty chitty bang bang where they create this this thing that you know cracks an egg open and you know you could probably crack an egg yourself but he's created this this thing that does it yourself so that this is right. Frank's type of scientist Anyway, the cat is really intrigued by him and decides to communicate with Frank and he's like gobsmacked by a cat yeah. talk and the cat doesn't move its mouth by talking. Right. It just the the bracelet that is kinda like, like it's like a diamond he like translates bracelet around his neck. His yeah, thoughts. it kind of talks through or, or her thoughts. Through or that. Maybe it's I think it was a I think it was a male. I forgot the the cat's name. I should have written it down. To be fair, so he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm, you know, I really like your science, how you work, and all that." I really I like you your science. <laughs> I like, I
0: like how you work, and you I, science to shit I like- out of that space. How did you build a spaceship? And you even got thumbs, mate. That's impressive. I like your science. I
1: like your science, and to get this uh, spaceship moving again, he needs so many blocks of gold. Here comes the gold factor. Here comes
0: the gold again, yeah.
1: Here comes the gold factor. So, Just say he needs 10 million worth of gold to get this spaceship moving. He's like, well, I'm not made of money, and if you need it in the next 48 hours, like, I can't get you that money. He's like, oh, what could we do? And then the gambling mate comes in and he's like, oh. He goes, well, the cat can predict and say when, like, who's going to win and how he's going to win. So he gets his gambling mate to bet on all of these football games. So they get most of the money that way. So then some of the games, the last few games, they didn't win and they're like, oh, shit, you know, how are we going to get the rest of this money? So they end up going to a pool parlor and they end up betting money that way and the cat order <laughs> somehow gets back up and he's like yeah this is this is exactly what's going to happen and then he controls all the balls to like go in in one go and then they get enough money bob's your uncle they get this gold and it's like massive wads of gold and they he then melts it down to this little bit of chip or whatever to put in the ship and then bob's your uncle it's the ship's ready to go it can fly off kind of thing but then I think the US government find uh, after Frank, I think there's some even more evil characters, that's right, that is after, you know, Frank and this um, this spaceship and whatever. So the spaceship is fine, he flies off kind of thing and then Frank's in trouble and is like they're almost about to kill him and then cat cat comes back, saves the day and then, at the end, becomes like a U.S. citizen, kind of like Mac and Me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know what? As you were explaining it, I was thinking about Mac and Me a lot, I I guess because it's about an alien that that comes comes to Earth. Does the cat play Paul is my first question.
1: No, the cat doesn't play Paul. So Frank's love interest also finds out about the cat and – when they start playing pool, they're like, oh, a woman couldn't win this game. And he's like, oh, how much would you bet? Would you bet 300%? And they're like, yep. So then the cat automatically then, you know, starts to wake up from its sleep and then controls all the balls to go in all in one go. And then so that's the how they the Why is the, the cat money. sleeping?
0: What, what's, they,
1: what's going they on? They gave it some sort of anesthetic because like the oh, cat right. was it's, unwell.
0: Got you. Yeah, it's after that point, after the vet vet's appointment. Cat sleep sleeping yeah. and it wakes up and controls the pool balls.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this film okay. is so ridiculous. It it's kind of, kinda... I guess – so it was made in the 70s, so Get Smart yeah. and like Be Witch. Like that kind of magic yeah. kind of happens in this film, which yeah. made me a little bit nostalgic because I – I remember watching those films when I was very young. Yeah.
0: It was good. (laughs) Oh, no. I
1: actually enjoyed this
0: film. (laughs) Oh, no. It didn't ruin your Christmas day as planned. No. Fuck's sake. I wanted your eyes to get better, and then the first thing you watched would be The Cat from Outer Space. Oh,
1: really? And I wanted
0: it to be terrible. But actually, full disclosure, like when I chose it and I I told Sarah, oh, the next stitch-up hole is The Cat from Outer Space, she was like, that's not that bad. I was like, fuck, fuck. How many um, Justice League's are you giving it?
1: I'm going to give it five. It's probably. Wow. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, for a stitch up. It was quite. Good. That's a
0: <laughs> lot for a stitch up. We've scored main movies less than that. I, I, I definitely have scored yeah. main movies less than that. That's quite impressive. Okay, then. So the next poll, we've got some announce uh, some some results to announce. You chose for me Grease two, and I chose for you Beethoven's Christmas Adventure. So okay, so I put this poll on. About 24, about 27 hours ago and time of recording. Mm. And it was pretty much a landslide. I put it on. At the start. Yes, at the start. Oh, you've been watching.
1: I was like, what has Dan done? Sarah has voted against him. Rosie Rosie and film both have voted against him. I was like, this is hilarious. The only vote I have currently is Dan. And then slowly, slowly... The votes kept on hitting me. I thought yeah. I had time this morning to vote, and then I went on. I was like, oh, shit, I've missed out.
0: Apparently, Grease 2 is an, an excellent movie, as I'm going to be finding out next week, because yeah. everyone voted for <laughs> me to watch Grease 2.
1: Well, to be fair, right, Radio Gorepress and Sugar uh, Sarah's uh, Business both voted for me in the end, Yeah, the last two votes, and I just pissed like laughed my head off when I saw that, and then saw the <laughs> results as well.
0: Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, I
1: have to choose a film for you though.
0: Yeah, you've, got to, give it a film. Give you've it. got to replace Grease Two with something. So Beethoven's Christmas Adventure stays on the poll for another week, and you, you says there's a good chance that you're going to be watching this Christmas movie mm. in February. So n- nice and on topic, as we like to be on the Twin Picks podcast. But uh, what replacement movie are you going to choose to take? a place of Greece too.
1: I'm like, do I want to go down the romantic mark, but I could just do that. Right. Oh, I can't. I <laughs> Going overboard with it looks like Adam Sandler isn't it?
0: Oh, it's an Adam Sandler movie. And
1: it's rated 1.2 on Letterbox.
0: It sounds suitably awful. Okie dokie. So the next poll then will be Beethoven's Christmas Adventure for You versus Going Overboard for Me. So don't forget to vote on that poll, which will be on our Instagram page, which you can find at TwinPixPod. Also on Twitter, at TwinPixPod. And you can email us show at TwinPixPod at gmail.com. But where can we find you, mate?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Kanika or Nika Creative.
0: Awesome. So there's only one thing left to say, Nicole, and that is... Bye! Bye!